Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Ray's Days, episode 97 of the show where I recap my week. Uh, it's been uh, a, a decent week. I've been, uh, I've realized that, uh... You know, I've had a lot of distractions lately. I've mentioned it past Ray's days, uh, especially two weeks ago, very distracted. I've still been distracted. I've been distracted everywhere. And I've noticed, and I went through, and I noticed, and it was going to be something I was going to add as a regular segment. Maybe it will be. Maybe it won't. Uh, But that being uh, my screen time on my phone tells quite the story of what I've been spending my time doing. And let me tell you, I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised at how much time I spend not only on my phone, because broken down, the majority of my time is spent on social media, right? You got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Those are the three social medias I use and I I view uh, regularly. Uh, then it has games, which the only game I play is Call of Duty and uh, shopping, which Amazon and Instacart, right? So if I'm buying groceries or, or uh, you know, different things that I need to my shelving, for instance. Um, <clears throat> and my social media numbers have jumped considerably. Uh, and it was surprising... Not really surprising. I kind of had a feeling those were, I knew, let's say this, I knew for sure that's why I was being distracted, specifically Twitter. And it was actually surprising that Twitter is by far my most viewed social media. I thought it would be TikTok because I get, I think maybe because I'm so aware that TikTok sucks me in, like every morning, like there's no day that I'm not on social media. Because every morning I post uh, all of my clips from the show and my painting and my time-lapse videos, the different time-lapse videos. I have six things that I post every morning on every single social media platform. So there's going to be just the time spent doing all of that stuff. Uh, But then there's the time actually browsing and scrolling those social medias uh, that ends up inflating those times. And Twitter... I spend so much time on Twitter. Uh, it is amazing, like exponentially more so than Instagram. Exp- and I'm surprisingly on Instagram more than I am on even TikTok. Because TikTok, I know, sucks me in. And I will literally, I'm sure there's been weeks and it's been a while that I have spent hours on TikTok just watching videos. But I'm aware of it. Like, uh, like my, my, my sense of knowing I've been on TikTok and I get sucked into TikTok, even when I'm posting my stuff in the middle of the morning, I'll, I'll notice that like while a video is uploading to TikTok, I will be, you know, I'll go through a few videos before and then like it'll be uploaded and I'll just be stuck watching these videos and I'll, but I'll notice it. I'll be like, oh man, I'm sucked in. It sucked me in again. So I'm constantly reminded to pull myself out. With Twitter, that's not even like I because I can have things going on in the background, like I could have a show on 
and I could just randomly be scrolling Twitter and just reading. These are short little things, reading, reading, reading. It's, it's something that I can fit into what's going on around me more so than if I'm watching videos. Obviously, I'm going to notice that I'm watching videos and not watching the TV. Like, that's just too much noise going on. It makes it more noticeable. But if I'm watching TV, watching, have a show on in the background, quote-unquote, uh, I can easily get sucked into my phone. So I've, I've started... I spent a long time last night looking at this, and I was going to do a whole breakdown where I was going to go through like how much time I spent doing all these different things. And I decided I'm not going to do that. I don't like just to keep track of it. I was like, "Ooh, it'd be interesting if I kept track of this and talked about it on the podcast and see how I'm able to improve those things." And it's like, ah, I don't feel like doing that. I changed my mind on that whole thing. I'm definitely, I mean, I'm talking about it now. But what I've decided to do is uh, start setting limits on, so far, just Twitter. So I'm going to see if I can start s pulling Twitter back a little bit and, and getting the overall numbers down. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed that uh, I'm able to do that. And I've tried to do the screen time thing before where you set limits. And you could easily just on you can just like ignore the limit so it's not it's it's a small barrier but i'll i'll constantly be reminded um but i'm gonna try i'm gonna make an effort to try and limit my screen time so that i can force myself not to be distracted it might force me to get distracted doing something else but uh we'll see we'll see i don't know so that's that's kind of been a big thing just trying to understand how my time is spent and really taking a look because it's so easy to ignore your screen time despite the fact that your phone now displays like you can go in and see how much time you spend on each app every day on average per week on average per day what is the how many times you pick up your phone what do you go to what's the first app you go to when you pick up your phone and initially, like, I don't have notifications on for anything. So when I'm picking up my phone, it's because I'm going to go usually look at Twitter is what it's been. Uh, but it's not like Twitter. I'm not, like, getting updates from Twitter, and then that's bringing me back to my phone. It's like I am, I am doing the damage to myself. Uh, so kind of putting a mirror on that, putting a, a magnifying glass on what I've been doing, uh, trying to see how I can correct that and curb my my phone use because I don't play video games very usually playing the video games I will usually play in the morning while I'm waking up it's a way I it's something I use to kind of wake up in the morning kind of like mental caffeine um, or just to take breaks in between projects uh, I like you know playing some Call of Duty and it's fun they're short games they're like if you're successful in the game, it's you know it takes like 20 minutes at, at most. Um, so they're not super long games. It's not like I'm, I'm I'm playing the same game all day long like I would be a traditional video game. It's you know it's a it's a phone game. Um, but I still I love it. It's it's the kind of gameplay I like: battle royale, Call of Duty, uh, sniper rifle, and you know 
I'm I'm out there and I'm it's fun. They've changed the game, makes it harder, makes it different. Uh, so I, I have to st- strategically I, I play it differently. Uh, but I'm not worried about that. That's not like the thing that's taking up majority of my time. Twitter is the problem. Twitter is the big problem. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna try and curb that. The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF, that stands for The Many Faces, Go check them out, browse the entire collection, and when you decide on a piece, or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out, and you'll save 10% as a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said, let's get back to the show. Big... A lot of people talking. I mean, now that when this episode comes out, it will have been like two weeks since uh, everybody was talking about Zendaya's performance on Euphoria. Season two of Euphoria is currently coming out. Uh, I caught up on season one. I rewatched season one because it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, And then I watched the two. I guess they're like short films. Uh, one is about Zendaya, and then the other one is about uh, her love interest, the trans girl that's part of the, the show. Um, and it shows from different points of view their different kind of ways that they interpret the story that's going on. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I love I love all of the characters in Euphoria. They remind me of, like, it's, it's so weird, like, uh, having a show that, that reminds you of people that you know were like that in, in not necessarily high school. Like a lot of people I knew, I didn't know them when they were in high school, but I knew that they were like that in high school. Like the, the kids that took all the drugs and you know, they had sex and that they were partying and the doing all the things, especially in a world like today where social media and all those things are so prevalent uh, for kids. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. I understand that it's kind of creepy, I guess for a 40-year-old dude to enjoy a show where teenagers are having sex, although none of them are teenagers, so it's they're supposed to be in high school, but none of they kind of aged up a bit cuz it's been a couple years for the show. So that that's kind of weird. I started watching season 2. I haven't gotten to the episode that everybody was raving about Zendaya's performance. I think she's an amazing actor. I think her performance thus far in the show is amazing. I think the you know, when she was in Malcolm and Marie, uh, a movie that was just her and another actor and very simple movie. I thought her performance in that was amazing. I think she's great in everything. Um, you know, the Spider-Man stuff, it's whatever. That's not like you're not really getting great performances. out. Of it. You don't need great performances from actors in a, a comic book movie or a superhero movie. Uh, but I started watching our rewatch season one, watched the two short films which I don't know if they're considered short films, but whatever. Uh, and then I've started, I think I'm an episode or two in to season two. But the season two hasn't been fully released yet, and I'm, I prefer 
to binge TV shows. I don't because there's so many shows I'm following or whatever. I don't like the old school waiting a week type of a deal. Uh, you know, it's I, I don't like that because I it's just I end up forgetting what just happened. So anyway, uh, eventually I'll review season two of Euphoria. And I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody was talking about with her performance. And I'm not surprised that it was great. Uh, also, as you may know, people may know who are paying attention and following along that I've been painting live every Thursday at 4.20 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, on At first it was YouTube. And then I crossed the threshold on TikTok. Uh, to finally be allowed to broadcast live on that platform. So I've been doing live TikToks uh, on Thursdays at 4.20 of my painting for a couple weeks now. And last week, this last Thursday, I, which, I mean, as you're watching this, is two Thursdays ago, uh, was banned. I got banned probably about 40 minutes in for hateful behavior. Specifically, hate speech. I don't talk. You don't even see me on this on these TikToks. I'm painting. I'm usually takes, you know, about two to three hours, depending on how fast I I'm painting or how how little break I take in between paintings. But and I'm listening to podcasts. And there's never been an issue. I'm listening to a podcast. It's not copywritten music. Uh, it's not particularly bad. I mean, it's bad words now and then, but not like it's not hate speech. It's not what they were saying. Uh, and I put in an appeal, not thinking that I would get a, the, the appeal would go through. Um, but I figured, why not put the appeal in anyway? Because I figured it was I was listening to a Douglas movies and there was a lot of people guests on that it's a movie trivia show in front of a live audience usually it's comedians but this time per particular thing it was like a lot of actors or at least a lot of non-comedians and the downside of that is that people that aren't comedians will will revert to using just bad language as uh, a way to be funny which happens you know bad words are funny um so there were a lot of uh, slurs th been throwing around, but nothing like not hate speech, just bad language, uh, which I think is enough to get banned technically. So I thought maybe they just said too many fucks in the thing and it can't and they can't do it. But I've heard people cuss on TikTok before. But maybe it was just too much or maybe they were talking what I think if I had to guess the person that uh, submitted the ban. The, the person that flagged my show, whether it's one or two, it was out of 186 people that viewed my live TikTok that day, uh, was either most likely a Trump supporter because I was listening to a Douglas movies from back in like 2018 when Trump was still president and it sucked. And it was very common for people to talk shit about Trump uh, on podcasts back then because it sucked. And he sucked. And it's effortless to talk shit about somebody who's as worthless as him. 
So they were probably talking shit about Trump and some kid, you know, some some ignorant, you know, racist kid whose parents who's just only been indoctrinated with the 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 opinions of their parents uh, decided that I was I went too far. Uh, So it's either that type of a person who flagged me or. The only other group of people that would be angry at me or what I have would be the Joe Rogan group of people, which I, at one point of my life, was a fan of Joe Rogan. And uh, because of that fandom, met a lot of other people who were fans. My audience at the time, podcasting and whatnot, social media, was a lot of Joe Rogan fans. I was accepted into that group of people who are fans of Joe Rogan. And a lot of those people don't realize that years ago, my opinion of Joe Rogan changed. This is like years before the pandemic. I was tired of Joe Rogan. Just tired of listening to his opinions on stuff. Like It was very clear what his opinions were. Very right wing, in my opinion. A lot of his stuff. His guests, you know. He definitely had a lot of right-wing guests on, but it was a decent mix. But I was just tired of it. I was tired of listening to Joe Rogan as he dug his heels in and became progressively more and more right-wing. Just tired of it. So I unsubscribed. I stopped listening to him. And it wasn't until the the whole thing, and I even went back when he went to Florida and he got the whole Spotify deal or whatever. I went back and I, and I checked out, like, Oh, what is this like? And it's like within the first 10 minutes, it was Joe being very comfortable and very happy to be very openly conservative. I was like, oh, well, he's just doubling down even more now that he's in Texas. I turned it off and I was done. And I, I would have been done with it. I was, you know. But now seeing that, like, and because of that, I had no idea his stance on the vaccines into the pandemic until... Maybe a year into the pandemic and I started just, you know, offhanding, seeing other people not happy with Joe Rogan also. And I was like, ooh, why are they not happy with that? I know why I gave up on it and I never made it a big stink or anything. I was just done with it. But now I see, oh, he's doing anti-vax stuff. And I go to his Twitter account and it's just him retweeting. It's not him saying anti-vax stuff. Because he doesn't want to be liable for anything. It's just him flooding his timeline, retweeting other people that have anti-vax opinions. It's like, oh, wow. Joe's really doubling down and really going. He's, he's doing all of the things the conservatives do. He's, he's becoming more and more no different than Fox News. Which is hilarious that his fans act like he is some bastion of freedom that isn't exactly like the right-wing propaganda machines that i mean he's the same as them he is the same thing that he talks shit about oh cnn and all this stuff all saying the same it's like you're doing the same thing that fox news does you're just on that side of it you're not a free thinker you're regurgitating the same propaganda that they are regurgitating so i was like oh wow he's even going farther join inspired disorder plus today Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals 
get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And then this whole thing where him with the N-word is like, whoa. I mean, I've definitely remember hearing him say it a few times on a show but it's like not only did joe rogan say the n-word what like 20 times on a show maybe more i don't know there was a clip of him of all these times where he said it this monster super 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 cut of joe rogan saying the n-word effortlessly and regularly no problem saying it the only reason he's he's not saying it because he knows it's a wrong word to say not because he feels bad saying it he has no problem saying it because he said it a lot. Not only has he said it a lot publicly on his podcast, but he said it a lot in his stand-up. He used to have a bit about the power of words, and that was the word that held the most power. Now, if you know anything about comedy, you know that com- comedians repeat all of their jokes multiple times a night, multiple nights a week, for multiple years before it gets put into a special. Unless they're cranking out specials every year, they're still saying the joke. They're still saying all of those jokes in their special hundreds, if not thousands of times. So on stage, preparing for this joke about words and how they're powerful, where he says the N-word, means that not only did he say it the one time it was recorded for his special, but it means that he said it thousands of times preparing that joke to be said for his special. So not only does he have a podcast where he effortlessly says it regularly, more regular than most people say it in their entire lives, he's also done so within his comedy, a completely different aspect of his of his life. He's got he's got his UFC commentary, he's got his stand-up comedy, and he's got his podcasting. Those are and then he has his business with on it, his supplement business that he profits off of, you know, distributing misinformation about vaccines, trying to scare his audience about getting vaccines. It's a, he's using fear to get people not to do a thing the exact same way Fox News does. There is zero difference in the technique Joe Rogan uses to scare his audience away from vaccines that Fox News does to do the same thing, despite the fact that Fox News anchors are actually vaccinated and Joe Rogan isn't vaccinated, doesn't recommend his audience be vaccinated. Just to, he tells his audience, make sure, just use your, just allow your natural immune system, except for when it's Joe Rogan. When it's Joe Rogan, he does not allow his natural immune system to take care of the virus. Because that is not what he did when he got COVID. Joe Rogan gets COVID and throws the sink at it. He is a multimillionaire. Access to all the medicine and doctors he wants. He is not the same as you. He is not the same as his audience that he tells not to get the vaccine. And he doesn't necessarily... He is... 
he he works without liability for anything that he says and does and he's not going to get canceled nobody's gotten canceled there's zero cancellations going on he's not fighting for freedom of speech he's not being arrested for his words like actual comedians who actually fought for freedom of speech did He's fighting for a paycheck that he doesn't need. And his fans are fighting for a paycheck that he doesn't need, which he's not even going to be missing out on the paycheck. He's already been offered $100 million from another company if he gets kicked off of Spotify. But because I know those people and used to be, you know, I used to enjoy Joe Rogan. Thought he was an open-minded guy back in the day. And I, my opinion of that has changed quite a bit over the years. I don't believe he is anymore. But a lot of his fans are still, you know, listen. They still obey everything Joe Rogan says. They follow him like they followed him before. And when they find out that I am no longer a fan, they attack me. Despite the fact that I've done nothing to them. They're, they're, they attack me because of my opinion of some guy that doesn't give a fuck about them. Meanwhile, I used to give a fuck about them. But once you attack me, you're done. You're done. You've already fucked up. I've done nothing but be nice to you. And you don't like my opinion on Joe Rogan, so you attack me. That's fine. I wash my hands of all of you fuckers. I do not give a fuck. If you are a Joe Rogan fan and you don't like me, fuck off. You live a pathetic life if you want to attack me because I don't like Joe Rogan anymore and you're still a Joe Rogan fanboy. Congratulations. You haven't changed either. Congratulations. You've managed to say the same person over the last decade. I apologize that I have grown and I have become a different person in my 40s than I was in my 30s. But if you want to attack me, you can suck my dick. How about that? Anyway, those are the two possibilities. I really like the Trump thing easily could have been that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Joe Rogan fanboy, some freak party, freak party bitch, freak party, death squad. Pathetic humans. They're really like. This is how you're going to you're going to attack me. You're going to attack me. I'm not attacking you. I could understand if I was insulting you personally on some level. I get that. But I attack your dude. So you want to attack me personally? It didn't work. The appeal went through. I'm no longer banned from TikTok. It was only a one-week ban anyway. I'm going to be more diligent to make sure I'm not listening to a podcast that would potentially have bad words in it. So that if this happens again, I will appeal it again. And hopefully the person that is uh, doing this will get found out. But all I did was switch over to YouTube, which I've done anyway. It's just I get a lot more views on TikTok. There's a lot more growth potential on TikTok than there is on YouTube. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it, that's what happened on Thursday. Whatever. Uh, and then last but not least, I washed my green screen because there were some creases in it that had been there forever. And I'm just trying to get it smoothed out 
just to get a better background. And it ended up shrinking. It ended up being coming out way more wrinkled than it was before. I have no idea what it's going to look like until I do the editing of this episode uh, to see if like it's just constant, just looks super textured behind me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I tried to fix a problem and ended up making it worse. But uh, anyway, that's that's been my week. Screen time. Gonna cut back on Twitter. Zendaya's performance didn't get didn't even catch up to the the performance, but at least I got to rewatch season one of Euphoria, which is a great show. Everybody should watch it. Uh, TikTok live banned by either a Trump supporter or a Rogan supporter, which it's insane that both of those people are in the same group, uh, potentially gr- potential group. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my green screen debacle, but that's it. I hope everybody else is having a great week until next week. Uh, take care, be safe, get vaccinated, stay healthy. Pandemic's not over, but whatever, do what you want. I really don't give a fuck. Just don't attack me. If I hurt your feelings about some multimillionaire white dude that will never give a fuck about your existence on this planet. You don't affect me. I block, 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 block. The the instant block, block, block. I don't give a fuck. You want to go see Joe Rogan do comedy? Block. Oh, like Joe Rogan's actually kind of funny, even though he's got bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. You do any kind of defending of that, any anything I don't, I just don't have the, the patience for putting up with anybody's bullshit anymore, especially on social media. There's no... Like, I, you can criticize the fact that I'm setting up my own echo chamber for all you want. I have no desire for debate or discourse or any kind of discussions of that side of the argument. There is no argument. You're just, you're just trying to be the devil's advocate for the sake of being the devil's advocate because it makes you feel different and special. And you can just continue to do such in your own echo chamber and uh, leave me alone. Anyway, peace. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring.